0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show, and the official podcast of ProWrestling.cool. It's not just cool, it's not .cool. We're here to talk about this past week in wrestling, and boy, it was a week. Or should I say it's been a two days. But we got plenty to talk about, so we're talking about what happened on Raw, how it affected SmackDown. We'll have our NXT recap as always and predictions for this weekend's War Games and Survivor Series. I'm your host, Owen, and we're streaming this live over at twitch.tv/slash ozoneonline. So if you're in the chat, feel free to leave comments and questions and we'll get to
1: them as we deem fit. We already have a comment in the chat. I can't stay, but I wanted to pop
0: in real quick and say, fuck Nijax. Don't worry, sir. There'll be plenty of that on this show. But yeah. I wish there was more I could talk about this week, but holidays are coming up and the last two days have been pure chaos. Pure chaos in WWE because something happened overall, it shifted everything. The whole card pretty much changed for Survivor Series a couple of days out. Boy, I like I. We should just get into things. Let's. Uh, here's the thing. We're gonna go to the news section, and uh, we're actually barely gonna talk about wrestling news in there. We'll save that for the weekly discussion because that's where all the news came from. So let's do the news. And uh, instead of wrestling news this time in the section, we have a report from our buddy who's not allowed to be here live, but can appear in recorded form with our, I guess, monthly
2: XFL update. Let's uh, let's turn it over to our XFL expert, Oscar. Hey, XFL fans, this is Heel Turns official XFL correspondent Oscar Bernard here coming in with some hot XFL news for you. They just announced today that the XFL has got a new senior vice president of football operations, and his name is Doug Whaley, and he's the former general manager of the Buffalo Bills, and he's going to be part of this program to make football Better, Because according to Doug Whaley, nothing is more important than developing a fun, fast-paced football game that football fans will embrace. But that's not all. You know, the Reimagining Committee has been hard at work with how to reimagine football. And for the last month or so, they've been posting suggestions on Facebook of possible ways to make football better. Including, if a player does something that you think is really great why don't you Venmo them a tip? Tell the XFL players how much you love them by giving them your hard-earned money. Anyway, that's all for this week's XFL news. Back to you, Owen. Thank you, Oscar. Um,
0: I had heard this Venmo thing, and I still don't get it. Like, isn't that what, you know, bonuses in the contract are for? You know, with incentives for games played or how many, you know, points you score or yards or I, I don't, I can't really, I don't know how football works. So, you know, drop your Venmo into their wallets. That's, XFL's not happening, is it? This is just a whole ruse that Oscar's making up and just giving
1: fake updates. This, this, this can't be real. I I guess we'll find out I I guess we'll find out.
0: Anywho, we should uh we should move on to talk about what's going on in the WWE this week. <sighs> Where do we begin? I guess we should begin with what happened at the end of Raw this week. And uh, the thing that happened at the end of Raw this week is Becky Lynch showed up, a.k.a. the man, and attacked Ronda Rousey, who had it coming. But that's not all. He then went to the ring and led the charge of an invasion of sorts by the SmackDown women who attacked, and there was a brawl. And then Nia Jax punched Becky in the face and broke her face and there was blood everywhere. And it, like, even on the replays now on YouTube, it's in black and white because of all the blood. But holy shit, there was so much blood. And the best part was that Becky, you know, was bleeding and had a messed up face, but continued to do the attack, you know, escaped. Got to the top of the steps, face mangled, still laughing and smiling, and she had her Steve Austin moment there. Like, even if WWE's acknowledging it with Becky eleven twelve, like, wow. She, like, they've been trying to paint her as a heel, but after what happened this week, there's no doubt at all that she is the top star in
1: the entire company male or female she's she's number she's the main event but what happened after that was that
0: Becky Lynch was diagnosed with the broken nose and a concussion and due to the concussion not medically cleared for Sunday's pay-per-view. She no longer has the match with Ronda Rousey. The main event's gone. Great. The one thing the show had going for it. The, the time where the women were going to main event the show. One of the biggest pay-per-views of the year. Gone. And why? Because Nia Jax. Was careless. Careless. And punched her in the damn face for realsies. Like... Come on. This is professional wrestling. We know how things work. Apparently Nia Jax still hasn't figured it out. And she keeps getting these opportunities. And she continues to hurt people. And I'm getting tired of it. Like hell. At Evolution when she won that Battle Royal. What was the big scene that we had? We had... The Rock's mom at ringside celebrating because we gotta attach ourselves to The Rock because they're, she's related to him. Just like every Samoan who gets every opportunity in the WWE. See, at, at least the Usos, you know, are working hard and are actually like getting things done and not really, you know, using that connection at all. Like they've kind of forged your own path and when you think of the Usos you don't really think of the Rock or the Samoan connection whereas Roman Reigns when you think of him you think of that scene in Philadelphia in 2015 of the Rock raising his hand after the Royal Rumble and I'm still mad about that <laughs> as you can see in the footage me behind them being very angry about it that's now etched in history it was bad So, Nia Jax, not only does she have this title opportunity from this Battle Royal, she pretty much ruined Survivor Series and left everything in chaos. And made a. I'll just say that uh, Tuesday afternoon, as I was trying to gather information about what was actually going to happen on SmackDown that night to set up for whatever the changes were going to be. Need to be made for Survivor Series. It wasn't until. Like a couple hours before SmackDown. That someone finally told me. Yeah Becky's out. Because of the concussion. That's confirmed. Charlotte's going to replace her. And something really crazy. Is going to happen in the main events. Of SmackDown. That's going to make more headlines. Than the Becky stuff. Unfortunately. The person who told me this stuff. Was correct.
1: Because SmackDown had Becky come out, saying she's not cleared, called Ronda a bitch, as you do, and
0: then proceeded to name her replacement, which was Charlotte Flair. And the way they handled this was really interesting,
1: because,
0: as you know, they've been having this fe- this blood feud. For the past couple months. With Becky like attacking her at the performance
1: center. And just you know. Peering in the crowd and beating her up. But. You know with her. Unable to compete.
0: And needing Smackdown. To have the best representative. To face Ronda Rousey. She acknowledged. Charlotte may be her rival. But she still has respect for her. And she still is. The best replacement.
1: And not only that, they hugged. And it was sweet. And a lot of people may be like,
0: well, why would you do that? Why would you ruin this character that's going on with Becky? And the answer is, it's not ruining. Don't you understand? This is the face turn. This is what you wanted. You wanted the cheer for Becky. This was them acknowledging She's the top face in the company. And we need to acknowledge this and put aside the other stuff and get her rolling because WrestleMania season's coming up, baby.
1: And she could be the main event. So, yeah. They hugged. The face turn occurred.
0: Which is now a good sign because not only that, but now the four horsewomen of the WWE are all babyfaces. And if you turn Ronda heel, which she kind of is, she's kind of heel, but not really. Turn her heel, you've already got Shayna Baszler and uh, the other two. You know, Shafir and uh, what's-her-face. Whatever. Whatever. When they start having characters on the TV show, I'll remember what their names are. Instead of being henchman 1 and henchman 2. To Shayna Baszler. But yeah. Once you bring them up. And you have Ronda join as a heel. You've got your four horsewomen of MMA. Versus four horsewomen of the WWE match. All set to go. Which I would guess would be
1: Survivor Series next year. Or SummerSlam. Could be SummerSlam. We'll have to see. Yeah, see, even though things are bad,
0: you're going to spin it around and make it something good. Also, uh, because Charlotte is now replacing Becky, the whole storyline about who's going to be the fifth member of the SmackDown women's team
1: is still a question mark.
0: I I, I don't know who it's going to be. I guess we'll find out on Sunday, during the match, that someone will come out. My guess, alright, there's a, there is a good one and a bad one that could happen here. The good scenario is that Nikki Cross is the replacement, and she's now full-fledged on SmackDown. Instead of being that one-off at the uh, show in England. The bad thing would be if Mandy Rose just ends up being the person, and there's no real pop to that. It's like, oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. But we'll see what they do. The show is in LA. LA te- seems to be a uh, a very smarky crowd, so... And also, they're having you know the NXT TakeOver the night before, so
1: having Nikki Cross would be a good pop. If that's the direction you want to go. Also, uh if y'all
0: haven't been checking uh Becky Lynch on Twitter today, uh you should follow her. Because holy cow, she is spitting some hot fire because Nia Jax uh posted a picture of her hand all cut up and saying, Yeah, no one's asking me how I'm doing Despite the fact this is all her fault. To which Becky responded. Kind of that way. Called her a bitch. As she does. And says that when I'm
1: better. I'm going to end you. Because you fucked up. And what we had with the. Ronda Rousey. Going to Instagram. Trying to be
0: cute. Rhonda went on there and talked about how, oh yeah, you took a real punch and now you you have to go run away now and be all hurt. Well, I was in an MMA person. And I was, you know, I took real hits all the time. Number one, don't do that. Like in wrestling, we're supposed to act like the fighting's real. Like don't take this in that direction. But then, Becky Lynch responded and mentioned how, yeah, I took that punch but you know what, I finished that segment I continued to beat down the Raw women's team and escape. Whereas, when Ronda Rousey got punched in the face finally in in the
1: UFC she ran away for a year. Wow. Like, I'm trying to figure out how much of this is storyline and how much this is like an actual
0: blood feud starting to form. And in a in a world where you know we're following the kayfabe and the backstage news and politics and all that, having something feel this authentic and not knowing entirely how much of it's real and how much of it's fake kind of brings back that magic. And I'm way into it. And also, Becky Lynch is, like, should be everyone's hero at this point. She is the coolest. Like, not just the coolest for a girl. She's just straight up the coolest. So, uh, hope she recovers fast. Hope she ends up main eventing WrestleMania, which, you know, would be huge. Because the women have never main evented WrestleMania before. But, Having this Ronda Rousey Becky Lynch match at WrestleMania this year, after all this, yeah, I, I think like not a, it's not just putting it in the main event to make history or to, you know to give the women a boost so we can promote it to all the newspapers about how you know progressive they are. No, they deserve it. they are. It's the hottest thing going right now. They deserve it. Put Becky and Rhonda in the main event at WrestleMania. Don't make a big deal about how it's the first women's one. It's just this is the top
1: story in the company. Treat it that way. But yeah. Uh but not only did that
0: little punch shift. The uh, the Ronda Rousey match and the Women's Survivor Series match. It also affected the WWE Champion versus Universal Champion match and the Men's Survivor Series match because with Becky out and them no longer having this marquee main event for the show, they had to find a replacement. And AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar
1: ain't gonna cut it.
0: Like, we had this would be like a round two. Oh, it's cute. We're going to do this match again. But no, not when you have the opportunity to have a really huge first time match and it be the replacement main event for Survivor Series. And out of nowhere, during the show, we had a segment with Paul Heyman and AJ Styles bring up Daniel Bryan. Get him involved. All of a sudden, we got a championship match on SmackDown between Styles and Brian. Brian's off the Survivor Series team for the men, and is replaced by Jeff Hardy. Which makes sense. He's he wasn't doing anything, and he's a big star, so. Makes sense. It kind of ruins the whole Ms. Bryan storyline ahead going. But, you know desperate times, and, and, you know, this big emergency, I guess things have to change real quickly. And they did, because not only did we have the championship match on SmackDown, Daniel Bryan won the championship five days before the pay-per-view. Now he is the one fighting Brock Lesnar in a dream match, first time ever. Oh, and also, Daniel Bryan kicked Styles in the balls, and now he's a heel. So, that too. So, not only does that affect this big match coming up on Sunday, it also affects the course of SmackDown, because now we have a new top heel. Which is great, because Daniel Bryan was kind of floundering since his return. Like, you know, he had the Team Hell No thing, and he had the Miz feud, but he never really got that you know, that crowd backing that he had during his first run. So to have him, you know, refresh his character, take that role of top heel, and, you know, set up possibly some great matches with Styles at, I would guess at TLC, and possibly the Rumble. Yeah, I'm into this. This is gonna be good. I want to see Dan O'Brien be vicious and brutal and maybe start using that new style he was talking about. Because while he was injured, he was mentioning a more animalistic style in the ring that could you know, protect him from getting injured again. But also, he's fighting Brock Lesnar, who's a big, scary monster who doesn't know his own strength. So... This could either be an incredible match or an incredible match where I'm terrified the whole time for Danny Bryan's safety.
1: I guess we'll have to wait and see. I'll have my predictions at the end of the show. Don't worry. So, yeah. That's all the shifts that happened
0: this week on SmackDown due to what happened on Raw. Survivor Series looks way crazier now. And, uh, at least we have a
1: huge match that's going to main event the show with Brian and Lesnar. That'll be fun. Alright, so if anyone in the chat has anything
0: from this week's Raw and SmackDown you'd like me to discuss, you know, make sure you drop it in there. But if not, we're gonna move on over to talk about this week's episode of NXT
1: because
0: it sure was a go home episode. You're gonna see a lot of recurring things in my notes from this episode.
1: All right, so let's 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 move over then. NXT this week, uh, we get right off the bat,
0: we have a match between Bianca Belair and uh, Mia Yim which they had set up previously. And, uh... When the bell rings, the crowd is immediately behind Bianca, which is kind of weird. She's the heel, but also she's a badass, and she's the more familiar person to this crowd. As Mia Yim's big thing was, she was in the Mayan Classic. And also, I'm assuming the Full sale audience didn't get the segments backstage where they set this match up, so... I get it. Bianca uh, is fighting extremely cocky. And uh, with her being undefeated in NXT, she has every right to be cocky. Uh, Commentary uh, brings up that uh, she deserves a title shot that she's been asking for from Regal. And uh, this match is her way to show off to uh, the GM to say, hey, I'm... Gonna beat the crap out of me again. Who's this big time veteran? And uh, continue my undefeated streak. And I should have a title match soon. Clearly not at take at takeover war games because Kyrie Sane already has her rematch that she has to invoke. But yeah, I I think that after this she should be in line next for a title shot, despite the fact that Shayna Baszler is a heel. Maybe they could pivot uh, Bianca to
1: kind of be a tweener of sorts. I mean, it's working with Velveteen Dream. So, uh,
0: despite her cockiness, uh, she starts to get frustrated because she's not able to put Yim away. because She keeps kicking out. That's annoying. As the match goes on, the crowd begins to be split because... And there's our chant for Mia Yim slash EST Which is a good sign showing that Mia, you know, not as familiar to the crowd, but is putting in the work in the ring to earn their respect. And that's that's awesome. She she's also like really good. So it makes sense. The match is excellent, uh, but neither is able to put each other away until finally Bianca hits the KOD. Which is a torture rack face buster. I'm, I'm guessing KOD stands for kiss of death, but they haven't made it clear. And uh, she picks up the win, continues her the streak, continues her quest to get
1: a title shot from Mr. Regal. And I think she's making a good case for herself. Then
0: uh, we're backstage, and uh, Kathy Kelly tries to talk to the FACE team for War Games and uh, asks who is going to be the representative tonight in the main event, because the main event is a member of this team against the member of the Undisputed Era that they choose, and the winning team member gets their team the advantage in the War Games. I know, I love the old-school coin flip, but it gave us a solid main event tonight, so I can't really be all that mad. Uh, Dunn and Ricochet uh, are arguing about which one of them should be the representative uh, until Hansen yells, Enough! I'm gonna do it. And the War Raiders storm off, and Ricochet goes, Well, I guess... Guess that answers that. Guess guess the Big Scary Man's gonna do it. You know, it's not the worst choice. Big, big Scary Viking Man. Then, after that, we get the first of the video packages of the evening. This one being for Johnny Gargano and Alistair Black. I don't need to recap these. We've talked about this stuff in the past, and also... I'm sure this will be the videos that play before the matches at TakeOver. But then we get a Matt Riddle interview. And the first thing I noticed from Matt Riddle is that he's talking about, you know, coming to NXT and having his first match. And he pronounces his debut as The Butt. And I don't know if this is a joke. I don't know if he's doing a bit. But he said the butt. And he didn't like smirk. Or anything when he said it. And I'm very upset and concerned that he actually thinks that's how it's pronounced.
1: Damn you Matt Riddle. Uh, But then it gets worse because Katsuzono shows up.
0: And he mentions that he, when he came back to NXT he you know. Ste- stepped up and challenged NXT champion Shinsuke Nakamura. And he challenged Bobby Roode, and uh,
1: he wants you know he wants Matt Riddle step up, and he's not. He wants action.
0: He thinks the bro stuff's garbage. That angers Matt Riddle, and he says that they will fight next week which means that's gonna be the match taped before, uh... or or at least one of the matches taped before NXT TakeOver that'll air as next week's episode.
1: That'll be fun. Matt Riddle will be over. Gachi will be there. I guess. Then we have Carissa Rivera
0: versus Lacey Evans and, uh... This is just a squash match. It's just to show off Lacey Evans. And say hey, she's real good at wrestling, and it just, um, ends to a mean or it means to an end, I should say, because we get Lacey Evans on the microphone after she wins, and do uh, trash talks. The ladies of the NXT roster says they are sophisticated, and she'll show them how to do it the right way. And if they step out of lines and don't live up to her standards, she
1: will, uh, bring them back with the women's right. Okay. Sure. Why not? Then after that, we have our second video
0: package. This time for Tomasa Ciampa versus Bilbeteen Dream.
1: Then after that, we get another video package. Ricardy Sane versus Shayna Baszler.
0: This this had a lot of video packages, just trying to fill out time. I guess they didn't tape enough wrestling for the, fill the episode. Because after that, we get the main event, and it's Hanson representing the uh, the babyface team. Taking on Kyle O'Reilly A solid pick for the Undisputed Era. Don't don't wanna have Bobby Fish, you know, ruin his big return by giving it away. You gotta tune in to take over war games for that. I appreciate that uh, O'Reilly s- still with his tight belt c- does his air guitar to the music and says boom along with the music. Because he's, he's good. He knows what he's doing. Uh, at the start of the match, O'Reilly tries to hit some fast strikes. But it's doing nothing to Hansen as he sends him down out of the ring to the ramp. Big big, strong Viking man, remember? Uh, after that, O'Reilly's game plan is to attack the left knee so that Hansen doesn't have a base that he can stand on. And it starts working out for him, actually. Including a nasty chop block. That, uh... Because Hanson was trying to get the momentum back after, you know, being in a, uh... Submission hold there. So, as soon as he gets the advantage, chop block. Back down goes Hanson. Uh, O'Reilly locks him... Locks in the leg and is trying to submit Hanson in the middle of the ring... But Hansen powers his way out by grabbing O'Reilly's leg, pulling it out of the lock, and then with his other free leg, uh, Hansen just kicks him in the face. A solid way to get someone to stop trying to break your ankle or knee. Then from there, Hansen starts to fight through the pain and starts hitting some big time slams. But he... Not it's not enough. Kyle O'Reilly's still kicking out at two. O'Reilly, you know, tries to go for the leg again and you know pull him down for the leg lock, but Hansen's like, No, I I I know what you're trying this time. Instead throws him out of the ring to the ramp again. But then Hansen, this big scary Viking man, runs Hits the ropes and does a dive through the ropes to the outside this looked crazy
1: and it looked like it hurt with the landing on the metal ramp after that Anson gets him back in the ring
0: goes to the middle rope when Adam Cole shows up and yells at him not to do it which only encourages him to get to the top rope and hit a moonsault which misses, because he's not looking. And the distraction by Cole gave him enough time. After that, O'Reilly immediately puts Hanton in an arm bar, and then transitions that into an ankle lock. But, it's not enough. He gets to the ropes. And uh, while the referee is distracted, Adam Cole uh, hits him in the
1: face. Uh, then... O'Reilly tries to go for the pin, and it's to account again.
0: From there, Ricochet comes out, evens the odds by attacking Adam Cole. Then Rowe shows up and attacks Cole. Then undisputed Error comes out and starts attacking Rowe, and then Pete Dunne comes out and he starts attacking, and everyone's fighting on the outside. And then suddenly Ricochet's in the ring. Somehow, and then does a dive and wipes everyone out. While the referee is distracted by all this chaos, uh, Kyler Riley grabbed his title belt, hit Ro- uh, hit Hanson with it, and picked up the win for his team. The bad guys get the advantage as they should in the War Games, and that's how we end the show. And it was excellent. They got to where they needed to go and uh, showed just how much chaos is going to be contained in those two rings on Saturday at TakeOver War Games. My other complaint with this episode of XT is that there was just so much filler, which I get because there's a pay-per-view in a couple days,
1: but still. It, the, the video package just seemed a little too much. And with that... We should move over
0: to the predictions. Because this weekend we have two big shows coming up. We got NXT TakeOver WarGames. And of course Survivor Series. Let's take a look at the card for WarGames. Which has four matches. Which seems kind of weird. But... When you consider one of them a two out of three falls match. And one of them is war games. I think they'll fill out the time for the pay-per-view with th- this main matches. Give them all plenty of time. Let's have some great wrestling. And the first match we're going to talk about is, in fact, the two out of three falls match. For the NXT Women's title. Shayna Baszler defending against Kairi Sane. I... Can't see Shayna Baszler dropping the belt back to Kyrie already. It's only been two weeks. And Shayna's got her posse. And Kyrie is kind of on her own. So I expect. I'm going to say this way.
1: I think Shayna's going to get. I'm going to say Kyrie's going to get the. Hmm. I'm gonna say that Kyrie gets the first fall because
0: there's gonna be interference by Shayna's posse.
1: And they're gonna take advantage of this, just obliterate her, leave her for dead, and that'll set up for
0: Shayna to get a quick fall to even it up. And then at that point, it's just a normal match. And then, of course... Shayna's gonna end up doing something nefarious like not get disqualified this time but have some distractions going on pick and uh, make Kyrie tap out for the for the, the third fall and she's gonna retain the belt can't see it going the other way cause why would you kill the momentum of her and it would just lead to another rematch and we should move on from this then we have Alister Black versus Johnny Gargano with Johnny Gargano now being a heel. So coming to the the symbiotes, uh even though, you know, he thinks he's right and he's just using despicable means to get to a just end. Still still not cool to attack Alister Black like that, man. He's going to kill you. He's a he comes out of a coffin. He might be studying satanic stuff. he's got a real sick kick that's gonna kill you. I think this match is gonna be great. I don't think it's gonna be a show stealer, but I think it's gonna be a really solid one and I'm guessing that Alster has to get his revenge you know after this injury and and all this build up have Johnny Failure actually succeed when he uses evil means he's doomed forever and we can't have that we can't lose Johnny Wrestling to the symbiote permanently it would break my heart Black Sky kick him in the face and return him back to his right ways of thinking
1: so that's my pick it's going to be Aleister Black with the win
0: then the NXT Championship, Tomasa Ciampa versus Velveteen Dream. Man, I sure wish Velveteen Dream would win this, but he sure isn't. Because Tomasa Ciampa is still the top guy on the brand. And I would expect Dream to possibly if he's gonna win the title, I would say it would probably be at TakeOver... Is it going to be... TakeOver Brooklyn again? Is that what they're going to call the... The TakeOver... Before WrestleMania? I guess they... I guess they would. Then there you go. TakeOver Brooklyn is when Dream will get his... Championship moment. So, uh... I'm guessing he's going to come real close. He's going to go real ambitious... Try, like, maybe a, a coast-to-coast Purple Rainmaker. It's not gonna work out. Ciampa is gonna... I, I don't think he's gonna win with a finisher. I think he's going to, you know, kinda use the ropes or some sort to pick up a, a cheap pinfall and retain his belt. Which, you don't need a big-time finish for this match. You've already got some, you know the, the War Games match as your big main event match, so this is where you could, like, get a cheap win on Dream, keep him having momentum, but also, you know, not give him the belt quite yet. So, there's my prediction. Ciampa retains. And then we get to the War Games match, which is between the Undisputed Era, which are Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, and Bobby Fish, taking on the War Raiders, who are Hanson and Rowe, Pete Dunne, and Ricochet. And, as we already discussed, the heels will have the advantage, so, after the two men start, every few minutes, the heels will get someone, and then the faces will get someone to even it up. Until everyone's in, the match beyond begins, and I just love war games. War Games has always been my favorite match type. I got the the Blu-ray that WWE put out that has all the old school ones. It's so much fun. I love the aspect of the two rings being connected by one cage. It it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun match. I think this has the possibility of topping last year's, even though last year's was a lot of fun with the, the three team format. But going back classic with the two teams, four and four, I think
1: we'll just add a little bit extra to it. And as for the winner, I, I'm i going to say, despite the fact that the
0: Undisputed Era came out on top to end the, the go-home show, which is usually a bad sign. It means you're not going to win at the pay-per-view. I... I think undisputed era is gonna win. I think they're gonna keep their undefeated streak and make war games their match.
1: They're the team to beat when it comes to war games because they won the first one. Let's have them win the second one. As
0: for how the finish comes, I'm I'm gonna say that I think Hanson's injury on this episode of NXT is gonna play a factor in it. Kyle O'Reilly is gonna be the one to get him into a submission hold again with it. Maybe have Bobby Fish also put on like a cross face at the same time or some something, and force him to tap out. So yeah, Undisputed Era retains their, I guess, War Games Championship. It's, it's not it's not a real thing, but it is to me. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to this show. War Games is going to be possibly the best takeover. I don't know. This year had some good takeovers, including the one in Philadelphia. Just saying. That's good. I know the one in New Orleans. A lot of people liked more. But still, I'm I'm biased. This one's going to be great. Takeover's always great make sure you watch it on Saturday night.
1: But then very
0: interesting show on Sunday, it's Survivor Series. Let's take a look at the card we have which is way more than four matches turns out. Turns out the pay-per-view on Sunday is going to be like 50 hours or however long they make them now. I guess there's a is there a 2-hour pre-show? I don't know. Anyway, uh, the first match we're going to talk about is the cruiserweight championship. Buddy Murphy defending against Mustafa Ali. Buddy Murphy won this at won the title in Australia at Super Showdown. Since then, I have no idea what's been going on with the with the cruiserweights. Because really, is, is anyone watching Two O Five live? This is a serious question. Is is anyone watching 205 Live? Hopefully in the future, we're going to get more coverage of 205 on the show. But for now, I've, I have a lot on my plates covering Raw SmackDown and NXT. That's, a, that's enough wrestling for me to cover every week. Thank you very much. I'm going to just say... I guess he's going to retain. Buddy Murphy keeps the belt because he just won it. I guess that was last month. And considering that uh, Cedric Alexander held the belt for like five years, I guess we are going to have another lengthy title run for Buddy Murphy. Then we get into the champion versus champion matches, or at least one champion in one of the matches is his case. AOP taking on the bar. This... ...could be good? This could be good. I mean, AOP are big, like, hulking monsters, and the bar are just a bunch of European badasses. Plus, well, will a fun interaction between the Big Show and Drake Maverick, so... I don't expect a lot from this match, but I, I would like to see Cesaro bust out, like, a big-time move... Like we haven't seen the, sw- the swing in a while, maybe you could use that on one of them. Maybe you can just deadlift one of them because he's Cesaro and he's like
1: the baddest Swiss man on the planet. I ex- but though I ex- expect the AOP to pick up the win here because I like the
0: bar, but now it's not the time to have AOP losing. Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. That's Intercontinental Champion Seth Rollins against US Champion Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, If you've been following Seth Rollins on Twitter, um, he's been tweeting about being distracted by Dean Ambrose and his whole problems with him going on on Raw. You know, setting fire to swap jackets or whatever. I'm having a hard time following this Ambrose Rollins story. It's kind of kind of not working for me. But yeah, with him kind of not having his head in the right place and possibly having Dean interfere, I think Shinsuke Nakamura is gonna kick someone in the dick, hit the Kinshasa and pick up the win. I'm I'm, I'm taking Nakamura on this one. With a little bit of... Ambrose assistance. Then we have... Raw Women's Champion... Ronda Rousey... Taking on... well, it was supposed to be... The SmackDown Women's Champion... Becky Lynch... But instead... We have... Charlotte Flair. In it. This was a match... That had been rumored... For a possible... WrestleMania main event... But we're getting it now... And... To be... To be honest... This doesn't nearly have the excitement of the other match, which I'm guessing Becky and Rhonda will now be the main event of WrestleMania. At least I hope. So we've got Rhonda taking on Charlotte. Considering one of them's a champion and kinda like on this big undefeated streak. I, I understand Charlotte's good at breaking streaks. She be Asuka at WrestleMania. Beat her again on the the MMC this week. I still don't think... You're going to beat Ronda Rousey. At least not now. Maybe at WrestleMania. With a big shocking moment there. But no, not here. Ronda, Ronda's going to pick up the win. And hopefully... Hopefully, not injure Charlotte. Because she's been... Being real rough to people... And there's a reason Alexa Bliss isn't, you know, being active
1: maybe ever again. Real, real sad. Then the possible main event of the show Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan. I I think I don't think hmm. Brock Lesnar could
0: could be down for a loss, but I don't think they're going to do it here. I don't think they're going to let the the actual champion, SmackDown's champion, Daniel Bryan, be able to beat the Universal Champion, because the Universal Championship's such a big deal, big freaking fruit-by-the-foot belt, that I still you know 100% support me booing and mocking at that show where they debuted it. Yeah, I, I I hope Danny Bryan's safe. I hope he doesn't get dropped on his neck with the suplexes. But it's going to be a fun match to watch. I hope Danny Bryan pulls out some cool moves, you know, from his new st- kind of grounded style. And uh Rock's still going to hit the F5 and beat him. I don't think there'll be any interference by AJ Styles. I don't think
1: Heyman will do anything to caution shenanigans. So, uh, Brian in the chat uh, has a good point. He's saying the secret to beating Lesnar is
0: to out-wrestle him. Everyone else was trying to outpower him. him. That, that's his keyfabe reason why Brian will win. And I like it. I just don't see them beating Brock Lesnar... Because he's got the stupid red belt and they love that belt so much and it's so special to them. I wish you were right. Would love to see Brian pick up an upset win here. I just can't see it happening. So let's uh, let's move over to the uh, Survivor Series elimination matches. Because we've got three of them. It's a uh the tag team Survivor Series match, which means there's going to be 10 on 10, which, that's going to be cool. It's also going to be on the kickoff show. Between Raw's team of uh, Gable and Rude, the Revival, the B-team, the Lucha House Party, and the Ascension.
1: Boy, that's a hell
0: of a division, huh? Taking on Smackdown's teams of the Usos, the New Day, Sanity, the Good Brothers, and the Colognes. When's the last time we've seen those uh, those last two teams on Smackdown? The
1: segment this week does not count. Because they were just hanging out in a boiler room. Yeah, this is going to be a shit
0: show. It's going to be a bunch of... Chaos, trying to navigate a match involving 10 people. I'm guessing the rules is, is if one member of a team loses that, that whole team, that whole tag team, you know, two people are eliminated. I'm not sure. This is going to be hard to keep track of. Um, I'm going to say the SmackDown team wins because they have the New Day and the Usos. Who are the two top teams in the WWE?
1: I think that's pretty straightforward. And I also think there'll be the sur- the, you know, the lone survivors. Those t- those two teams. Uh then
0: we have the women's Survivor Series match with Team Raw being Mickey James, Nia Jax, Tamina, Natalia and Ruby Riot versus Team SmackDown, which is Carmella, Naomi, Sonya Deville, Asuka, and a fifth person to be determined. As I said earlier, the good good person to fill in that spot would be Nikki Cross. The disappointing but expected one would be Mandy Rose. And also notice that the women's team does not involve... Bailey or Sasha Banks. That's a. Uh, I understand the storyline reason of Alexa Bliss making the team and it being all heels. But really, you're not gonna put Sasha and Bailey on this card at all. That's that's a choice. It's a choice you can make. It's not, it's not a good one. And don't get me wrong, I have lots of problems with how Sasha and. Sasha and Bailey are being booked right now. I think they're terrible characters.
1: But still, they should be on this card. But, I... Hmm. I mean, Asuka's on the SmackDown team, but she's not
0: undefeatable anymore. So, you can't bank on that.
1: I'm going to say Nia Jax is going to punch someone in the face and break their nose and win. Because she's she's bad. Nia Jax is bad. Then we have the Raw, or not the Raw, the, uh, the Men's Survivor Series match with Team Raw
0: being Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley, Taking on Team SmackDown. Which is The Miz, Shane McMahon, Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe, and Jeff Hardy.
1: And, boy, seems like that, that Raw team sure has a lot of people that don't like each other
0: on it. That's it, weird. But you know what else they have on that team? They have Drew McIntyre, who is their golden boy apparently now. Like, he had this whole chosen one story back in the day, during his first run with the company, but he truly is the chosen one now. And, you know, I feel like he's going to be getting lined up for
1: a title match coming up. Possibly at the... Maybe he gets the Rumble title shot? Though, the... Is a heel... Hmm... I don't know.
0: I don't know when... It would be McIntyre's time. But, yeah, I don't see the Raw team losing when you've got him. Also, Finn Balor, I'm just going to say, he's not going to be the demon. That's pretty obvious. Because if that would make it too easy. And also, it would make him interesting. And we can't do that. So, yeah, the Raw is going to win. Raw is going to win the whole thing because... Draw. you can see people watching the uh, the video version of the podcast can see I'm wearing my Team SmackDown shirt, sporting a blue
1: brand, but they don't let them win the Survivor Series. Not allowed. But yeah, I, it's going to be an inter- interesting show on Sunday, for sure. Lots
0: of questions, especially with Brian and Lesnar. And of course, Saturday is going to have the war games, and that's going to be just be fun. If anything, we have the war games, so this weekend will not be a total waste of your time. Yeah. that That's it for Heel Turn. It's a production of ProWrestling.cool. It's not just cool, it's that .cool. Uh, we stream this podcast live every Wednesday around 9.30pm Eastern Time on Twitch at twitch.tv slash ozoneonline. So, make sure, if you're listening to the podcast version, and you want to be in the chat, chatting it up, like uh, my pal Ryan and uh, co-pilot chat-outs, yeah, make sure you uh, tune in. We do this sucker live. Um, And besides that, uh, on social media, Facebook, Search for ProWrestling.cool or go to Facebook.com slash PWDOTC on Twitter at the Heel Turn or at PWDOTC. If you want to support us like if you like what you're tuning into and you want to help like financially support us to keep the lights on and doing running the website and doing the podcast every week. Uh, you can go over to patreon.cool Yes, that's a functioning URL that we bought that points to our Patreon. And for a dollar a month, which is like 25 cents a show, you get the show notes for all the episodes of Heel Turn, which, you know, have all my fun observations and bunch of little inside jokes. They're fun. And, uh, if you bump up to the 999 tier, we we put out a bonus monthly podcast, me and my pal Trace. And it's either next week or the following week. We'll get our November one up, and it'll be us discussing Power Struggle, New Japan's latest big show. And uh I'm guessing the last big thing before Wrestle Kingdom. So we'll definitely have that going on as exclusive to the patrons at that tier um yeah aside from that uh you can follow me on twitter I'm the underscore ozone
1: on there next week next week is a holiday uh the Wednesday will be the day
0: before Thanksgiving so hmm will the show be live next week not sure Still figuring out the details of what we're going to do. It may be a live episode. We may have some weird thing going on. I've, I've been talking to people. They might be setting up some weird special episode for next week for the holiday. Not sure. But either way, uh, follow so- follow the social medias. We'll, we'll let you know what's going on. And uh, you guys have a great week. We'll be back next time in some form in a post-War Games and Survivor Series world. So, until then...